Kane, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Good to be here in uh, Polly's place again. <laughs> I've been waiting uh, for him to come in and tell us all how well he's going. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, oh, geez. I mean, he's he's going pretty well. Um, so he, he had a terrible week uh, the week before last. He didn't captain Pappy and fell right back from, I think he was 89th and then fell back to something like 1500. Um, but then had another really like massive week last week and is back into 120th or something. Um, yeah, flying. Yeah, really flying. And you know what he said? He said if he'd captained Pappy that week, two weeks ago, when he went massive, he'd be fourth right now. Jeez. Which is a bit upsetting. But anyway. That just stabs to the chest, doesn't it? But he's still very much in the hunt. Um, and he's got a really interesting and very good team. He... Uh, doesn't have two gun fullbacks and never did. And uh, yeah, wow. it turned out, turned out pretty well. Who would have thought? <laughs> we would have all been telling him not to do that all preseason. Yeah, absolutely. And there you like, go. He got, um, he, when we posted the teams on Twitter, he got pillared a bit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, shows, shows what people know. Uh, how are you going? What's, how's your season been going so far? I started very poorly and was sitting around the 45,000 mark after two weeks and was getting pretty down about it all. But I've had green arrows every week and I did captain Pappy for his big score and I did captain Hines last week and I'm up to around about the 4,000 mark now. Yeah, nice. Well done. It's a good climb. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I I'd sort of had a similar season. Uh Captain Pappy two weeks ago for his big score climbed up to six thousand, but last week, uh, confluence of events. So I forgot <laughs> I was going to trade Cobo to May, but missed um, missed lockout because ah. I just you know because it was the Broncos game. I wasn't thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh, P- Panthers play later in the week," and then I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> well played. So so he ended up scoring okay, so it wasn't that bad in that sense. But yeah, yeah. But what I didn't realize until later was that um, I had to trade Russell to May, which meant that I no longer had a VC option for Pappy. Oh, Couldn't right. loop him. Yeah, that hurts. And so then I was like, well, because I'd always planned to VC Pappy and, and Captain Hines. And I, was, I went to the game in Wagga. Um, so Wagga's about a three-hour drive from Canberra, so made a weekend out of it. Um, yeah, nice. And I was, I was at the game and I and sort of thought, I was like, yeah, Pappy... Pappy versus Hines, and I just thought, oh, I'm here. It'd be like awesome to see him, you know, go ballistic in in the flesh. Um, <laughs> so last minute tra- changed to Pappy, and that was a fucking disaster. Yes, well, I, I do recall Wilfred watching Pappy die basically last year while he was there live at Magic Round. Yeah, I I had Pappy captain that week as well when he got knocked out Ugh, last year. That hurts. That was fun. Um, so. Yeah, okay. Well, um, well, let's get into it. So I think, actually, I think I looked at your team the other day and I think our teams are pretty similar. So okay. interesting, yep. interesting discussion. Um, so what I want to talk about this week is, I guess we're, we're in the stage now of what what I think is we're in the stage now of trying to upgrade your team to guns. So Definitely. we talked about this pretty extensively last week. Um, and one of the guys we talked about extensively last week went absolutely pear-shaped and that is Cody, <laughs> Cody Walker. So yes. sorry if we uh, convinced anyone to trade in Cody Walker for his for his ten. Beaver did it, 
after our oh, discussion no. last week, and and he had a really bad round, and he also doesn't have Heinz. Um, wow. Well, so, so I'm thinking, and I, and I get the sense that you're thinking similarly, but I'm I'm really big on getting Damien Cook this week. Yes, I I did the toss up last week between Cook and Grant because I, I was just like I'm I was sick of playing around with Hooker and wanted to just lock one of them in. Mm-hmm. I kind of discussed it with quite a few different people and it was pretty evenly split. The fact that Cook had the good run, his price was that little bit better. You could use that extra cash elsewhere sort of thing was really balancing out the fact that we expect Grant to be the number one. Um, I ended up going Grant just for the safety of it all. Grant had a lower break even. If he went particularly big, he might have ended up getting out of reach. So I, I went with Grant and now I'm just like, well, I'm just going to get both. I I think that if I can just lock in Grant and Cook, I can potentially leave them there for the rest of the year. I don't really care about the buy. I'm not going to get 17 players anyway. So if I can just lock in the top two players in that position when they're both scoring well, uh, but barring injuries, I can pretty well hold them for the year. 100%. And, and there's a few things I want to talk about with Cook. So one of them is... Um, I want a piece of the bunnies run. Like the bunnies play what the dogs, tigers, and some shit after that as well. So they've got an amazing run over the next few weeks, and it actually it, it extends even past the round thirteen buy. Yeah, they don't play um, like a top eight or top six sort of side until Parramatta in round sixteen. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so they've got this fantastic draw. I want a piece of the bunnies, but we've just seen that the Cody Walker is pretty unreliable at the moment. I want to see more before I get him in, and he's got a high break even anyway. Yeah, um, he's break even over 100, and it's just too risky for me to it's take very, that plunge yeah. at the moment. And, and Luttrell's probably the other one, and he's injured for eight weeks. So yes, um, a lot of people are getting Campbell Graham, and I I sort of get that. Like, great base, scores a couple of tries, fantastic. Yep. He'll score really well. But I think Cook playing in the middle probably has more upside or, or the ability to probably go bigger. And his base is up about six points from last year. So his base is, was 45 last year, and it's up to 51. Yeah, right. So you're, so you're locking in 51 base, plus he's always got a couple of tackles. Potential upsides, yep. Yeah, so he's, you think his floor is around 55, um, and then that great run and, you know, that upside. I, I really like it. Yep, um, I don't dislike it as well. It's just the thing for me, like I've got Tupo, Aiken, May, and Penasini in my center wing at the moment with couple of extras on the bench but i'm happy to play all four of those at the moment and don't feel the need to add an extra center wing that i'd have to play as a reserve yeah i completely agree yeah yeah i'm with you on that and those four are great and, and particularly now penasini's likely to play on the left wing yeah 100 percent. the cursed left wing which is also very high scoring yeah. um, <laughs> well hopefully the curse finishes now yeah that's right so yeah i've, I've got a, i've got tupu may targo and and penasini so yeah, yeah, well, I've, I've actually just swapped Targo and Aiken this week because that potentially allows me to do a little bit of switchy because Targo plays before Aiken and I might end up doing a trade where I need to move Aiken back up to the second row. So, yeah, generally it'll be Tupo, Targo, May, Penasini. Yeah. And the other thing about, about the Cook and Grant combo is that we, we talk a lot, and we've talked a lot in the past on this show, about... You know, you can get combinations of players that are that are pods. So we talk, we often talk about a player as a pod if they're 
you yep. know, if their percentage is less than 10%, something like that. I'm pretty sure neither of, I mean, Grant's definitely well above 10%. I'm sure Cook is as well. Um, I'm just looking it up. But in terms of together. That's right. So, so Cook's 14% and Grant's 29%. But the amount of people that would have both of them would be minuscule. In my, like, that's what yep. I think. I agree. Um, so having that, that combo of both of them, and if they both go big, I think he's going to be a real leg up. Um, I guess the other the other guys that are really interesting this week are Mitchell Moses. Yep. So if if we're talking about those positions, and I'm you know hooker, fullback, and the two halves positions, which it seems like they're the positions where people are likely to go really big. More so, I guess the halves than than what we've seen from the hookers thus far. Yes. Um, Moses is definitely one of them. As we said, Moses got the the Tigers this week and. Sorry, is that right? Yes, yes. they do on yes. Monday. Um, and it my poor Tigers. <laughs> oh man! So Cronulla played badly last week and still put a score on them. Yes, they did. If it, Cronulla, it, it was very clunky, and they still just did it easy. They did it so easy, and you know, if if Para are on, it could be an absolute cricket score. So I get and it. We also know that Parramatta love playing a weaker team and just really. Taking them to the cleaners. That's the thing. And Moses is the original flat track, flat track bully, right? 100%. Like, you know, goes absolutely missing in the big games, but when they're putting on a big score, he's everywhere. Um, and he's got something like a negative 30 break even or something. Yeah, he does. So he's going to make very big chunk of cash this week. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that looks like a great trade as well. Um, the only thing I would say about that is that if for some, you know, unfathomable reason... He doesn't score that well. He actually won't make all that much cash. It'll just be one kind of chunky price rise, and that'll be it. Um, and then you'll be like, "Well, now what do I do with him?" He'll still have a have that hundred and forty or whatever in the break even. No, well, that'll drop for out ne- for next week. So you get two games out of him. No, because that was oh, sorry, weeks no. ago. Now, yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so you're you right. get you'll get one one big price rise, and that'll be it. Yeah, um, yeah. if he doesn't go massive now. Yeah, that takes the shine off a little bit that it's only one. Yeah. I still think... I mean, you could just get him this week and then try to clear him next week, really. You could do that, definitely. And they'll you'll have the big potential 100K up from one and 100K down from the other, and it, mm. it'd be a big play. But the thing with getting Moses is that you have to buy someone in the halfback position. Now, yeah, for me, I have Hines. I'm not selling him. And I've got Schneider who is scoring really well, is basing really well, is kicking goals and has a few pretty good games coming up and is still making money. I, I just can't bring myself to sell someone who I'm even happy to play in my 17. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's why I'm looking at Cook more so than I'm looking at someone like Moses is because of the guy that I'm trading out. I'm happy to trade out Randall. Exactly. I mean, Randall's got like a very low, like I think it might even be slightly negative break even as well. But yeah, I can see just... him. I can see him putting up a thirty, making another twenty k, and then he's going to be basically kind of maxed you know, out. Yeah, pretty much maxed out. I can't see him putting up a big score. Whereas you're right, Schneider could keep putting up. I mean, he could theoretically put up a seventy or an eighty quite easily and make a lot of cash over the next couple of weeks. Well, he's got his um, sixty-five last week without any real attacking stats. He must but, add something in there. I think he just had a try contribution or something like that. It was there was no. 
try assist, line break assist or anything like that. Hang on, what do we got? We got one try contribution, 16 points in goals, 28 tackles, three tackle busts, a forced dropout, and a few runs. Yeah, right. Well, that's that, that's massive. That's fantastic. It's huge. That's and that's against the Storm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I just see that he's he's a very good hold. He's a play in your 17s. He's making nearly 30 tackles a game. And then you add on goal kicking and a few runs. Happy days. So that, that raises another question. Because he's, he's halfback only, right? And you just said yes. you're not planning on trading on, out Hines anytime soon. I know where this is going. Yeah, when do you get Cleary? <laughs> oh, actually, that's not where I was going. That's not where you're going. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the do you sell Teddy and bring Hines down. Well, th- that, that'll be my follow-up question. But yeah. okay. let's start with, <laughs> let's start with when do you get Cleary? Because you could do that as well, right? You could do something like trade Teddy out, Hines down, and get Cleary that way and keep Hines, and keep uh, Schneider. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of people saying that they'll go Teddy to Moses and then when Moses gets to his peak and Cleary comes down, then they'll do the trade for that as well. So yeah, there's a few little tinkery ways you can do it, but I'm not happy to sell Teddy. And in terms of Cleary, you can see that he's he's still busy and he's still kind of getting points in lots of different areas. But I feel like it, it looks like the Panthers' all-round attack is looking better that they're not just looking at Cleary to set things up. I think Isaiah Yo is doing a lot of ball playing and giving people a lot of space, and it's getting to the outsides a lot more than it has for them in the past, which kind of takes Cleary a little bit away from the try scoring. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that Cleary is going to be poor. I, I expect him to get 100 this week, but I, I feel like that... The way the rules have gone, it slowed things down just that little bit. The team is playing better as a whole at the moment, and I just think it just kind of caps his ceiling a little bit. And I'm not really worried about getting him yet. I'll be looking probably another three weeks or so and then kind of keep reassessing as I go along. So there's a couple of things there, and and I agree. I completely agree with keep reassessing as things go along because if he looks really really good this week then yeah when, you know, when the time is right you've got to go when, yeah. it, when it pops up to a certain time and all things are pointing to it you can't just go no i'm not going to do it because that wasn't yeah, what i was plan. planning on if you've got to do it you've got to do it but the thing is if you wait say three weeks you're going to get to a point where its draw gets really bad um yeah i, I don't think that matters too much for cleary to be honest i mean he is somewhat draw proof but I think it matters a little bit when you're paying that kind of cash. Well, that's the um, thing. We're hoping that he's down in the 700s or so by then anyway. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I think it would be more like well, maybe high 700s at best. Yeah. If he does put up 100 this week, he could stay in the 800s even. Yeah. Um, but I guess my point is, like, I think you really want to be getting him in by round eight. Round eight, he plays the Titans. Um, yep. And then... After that, he's got Para, who are a good team but aren't as good defensively as some of the other some of the other you know top teams. So I think he can still score pretty well against Para. But after yep. that, he's got the Storm, Roosters, um, then a pretty good game against the Cowboys, and then Origin. So, so the only I, one I, that I'm really concerned about there is is the Storm. The rest of them, I'm not really concerned about. Even the Roosters, roosters. the yeah. Roosters still get very leaky. Yeah, since ever since Sam Walker's been in the team. <laughs> 
Although Momorok is what missed about You can definitely tackles, but... expect Cleary to be throwing the balls left to kick out to run over the top of Sam. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. In week one, Cleary looked very tentative and he had, like, his base was way down. He had, like, I yep. think he made, like, nine tackles and missed five and, you know, only had a couple of runs and, you know, he also missed quite a few goals, which is unlike him. But last yep. week, it was pretty much back to normal. So he it, scored, it did look like that, yeah. Yeah, he scored 56 or something and he only had one t- try contribution in there. So it was, like, 50 points in non-attacking stats, which is... Pretty much pretty where he's usually standard, at, yeah. Yeah. So, look, I'm going to have a, a, a long, hard look this week. I mean, he's got his break evens like 210. So, yeah, no rush know, yet. No rush. I mean, you know, it could be an interesting play this week if you think he goes ballistic against the Broncos and you just take the, you know, 100, 100 150k drop. Um, yeah. Well, if I had him, I'd be putting a, a VC on him immediately. Yeah. So I actually don't mind the play going early, but I just don't have the cash to make it work. And and as you say, like you're losing cash on both ends because Schneider's going to make money if that's the if that's the guy. Yeah, you get he's closing the gap every week. Yeah, or I guess you could do the Teddy thing, but um, all right, well let's talk about Teddy now. So, um, I look, I can I kind of understand. Look, how about I rephrase this? So. I mean, I was one of the ones that was started to say last year that I think Teddy was beginning to slow down a bit and was a bit less explosive, was sort yes. of, you know, he was getting into those half gaps and then, you know, they were closing or they were, you know, he was getting run down from behind a bit, which would never used to happen in the past. It used to just be like half a gap, he's gone, try it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got shouted down a little bit about that, but then it's he's come off again this year. That might be because he had an interrupted preseason or it might just be because he's getting a little bit older and slower. He's definitely come off a bit more this year. Having said that, he's actually still to me in terms of the eye test looking reasonable. Like he doesn't look like he's washed. No, I agree. I I think the eye test, he still does look like he's playing. Okay. Playing like his normal sort of game. Mm -hmm. His base stats were still pretty roughly the same. I can't remember who had done that stat, but his hit ups, are pretty much the same as they have always been. The things that's dropped off are basically his tackle busts. So normally he would bump off the first person pretty much every single time and then crab across field, maybe push off someone else and get an offload. Whereas at the moment he's not busting that first tackle. So whether that knee issue is causing him to have a little bit less power and he's not able to kind of burst through people a little bit more, I don't know. But at the moment, I'm still holding. Like, he's still working hard. They've got a good run. I'm not going to go and sell someone who's a proven player for a five years plus just because he's had a couple of rough weeks. I'm definitely well, he's expecting only had, him to come back. Yeah. And he's, like, sometimes bumping, bumping people off a bit, but just maybe not quite as much as he used to. Yeah, exactly. He's Look, they had that first week against Newcastle where he scored badly and the, the whole team looked like a mess. And that was, you know, Cleary and, and, and Walker had never played together at that point. Um, yep. And, you know, the, the whole team just played really badly. They did. Um, and then he had, like, what, three pretty good scores in a row, really. Yep. Um, and then, you know, one bad score last week against the Broncos. You know, you know again, they were, they were a bit clunky last week. I'm not sure exactly what, exactly what happened, but, yeah. So, yeah, it was I just mean, one of those weird games for him. Just wasn't needed, I guess. Like, they were 
scoring elsewhere. The team wasn't they weren't playing well either. Like no. they they weren't getting him into space. They they weren't dominating at any point of the game. They just kind of were better even when they were playing poor. Yeah, I agree. And he's got a look as we said, he's got a month of good games coming up. He does. Definitely. I'd be really surprised if he like I don't necessarily think he's going to go like 150 anytime soon, but I I fully expect him to turn up at least once, maybe twice in that month. If I sell Teddy, it will be after round nine because they go from round 10 onwards, they go Parramatta, Penrith and Sharks. Then he'll be away for the round 13 and then Storm and then Parramatta and then Penrith. Yeah. That's an absolutely horrendous run. It's pretty diabolical, yeah. So I'd be happy to sell him at round 10 and even go to uh, Amanu then, maybe. Yeah. Because he's going to then play fullback in round 13 against Canberra mm-hmm. and still be scoring relatively well. But I guess those other games around then are still pretty gross. So I, that's obviously a re- reassess moment. But I'd be happy to sell him around that round 10 mark when that run goes pretty pear-shaped. Yeah. Yep, I agree with you. I mean, if he has another bad week this week, I'll reassess. Yeah, of course. By that time, he would have lost quite a bit of money, but whatever. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I think it's an overreaction to sell him out, to sell him. Um, now, interestingly, the number one trade, well, the number one most traded in player, oh, no, not anymore. Things change. Number one most traded in player is Kua, but which is fine. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's the, fine. The number two most trading players is tough and and the most popular trade is tough for Tedesco. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't like it. it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, for a few I think reasons. People are expecting Taft to score like Latrell, and it's just not been the case for him when he has come in. Yes, he's going to have goal kicking as well. So, yeah, maybe he averages 50. Yeah. Like I, I don't expect too much more because That's where I'm he's well. not had a history of being a good super coach player. Yes, he's cheap. He'll make money. But what you're limiting yourself on is the fact that you're selling someone from a high scoring position. Completely agree. And that's the thing about it. I think I think what people are thinking is, well, there's a few things people are thinking. They're thinking he's a fullback, goal kicking fullback that plays in a good team that's just historically scored a lot of points and yep. he's close to bottom dollar gold mine, right? But as you said, number one, he hasn't scored that well in the past. Now he's got the goal kicking, which he hasn't had in the past. But you know, that's an extra yeah. ten points a week, maybe. Yeah, okay. maybe ten. Ten or twelve. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he hasn't scored that well in the past. But it is the the position thing. So I guess people are thinking like it's a, it's not that easy to make money this year, and people are looking to make upgrades and doing a Teddy to a Tough obviously gives you a shitload of money. Yeah. Um, and you know they can they can upgrade elsewhere. They can think about maybe getting someone like Cleary or Moses or something like that. Um, I've seen a lot of people sort of upgrading to someone like Papali'i. Um, yeah, there's four and a half thousand Papali'i purchases this week already. Yeah, and that look that kind of makes sense to me. Like he's been really really good, uh, and you know they're playing the Tigers. That edge looks pretty leaky. Yeah, you I know, don't like I'm selling not... Payne Haas to do it though, which is what, what's happening. Quite a bit. Oh, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. But Because um, you have to pay money. You have to sell Haas and pay money to get to IPAP. 
I yeah yeah I'm not not cool with that. I would do it. I mean, probably not this week, be just because of the break even. But I'd sell Payne Haas to like get someone like Nathan Cleary. Yes, I'd I'd be fine with that. Um, but no, no, I don't think I'd do it for Bubba Lee. Uh, anyway, so yeah, look, I I just think those those positions, the halfback and fullback position, are just they're the the positions where you want bulk points, right? Definitely. So if you're trading out Ilias, who you've got at halfback, to Taff, mind you, you can you can do that next week because Taff's only played one game. Yeah, exactly. You can wait for Ilias to to go up a bit more and then then do that next week. But that trade makes some sense to me. Like you you're getting your hundred k or whatever, and maybe you can use that for upgrades elsewhere. Yeah, that's trade- a situation of you don't have Schneider and you've got Ilias as your backup halfback. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, Polly was saying he it suits his team because he doesn't have two-gun fullbacks at all yet. So he's got Kua as his second fullback at the moment. Um, <laughs> okay. Yep. Just goes to show. It's a funny year. Yeah. Wow. Um, he started with Manu, Manu as his second fullback. So there you go. I talked him into Manu and Manu's now... The highest, I think he's the highest, or apart from Taylor May, maybe the highest averaging center. And of course, I don't have him. Yeah, um, I'm the same. I, I talked him up a fair bit, but went Tupo. I think you did too. Yeah, I did too. Also, I sold Fafita last week. Also, I sold Stags two weeks ago. Ugh, anyway. I sold Stags <laughs> last week, but I held Fafita. <laughs> I think selling Fafita long term is going to be the right play. I sold him for Firma. Yeah, I, but I anyway. think you. You would have got a bit of cash out of that and use it to upgrade elsewhere. That's right. And Firma's potentially someone who you could plug in as your fifth center wing for the rest of the year and chuck him in on matchups and that sort of thing. So, look, I don't hate having Firma, but yeah, just selling people that you bought at the start of the year with the intent to hold all year, it, it makes me a bit itchy. Uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, the thing is, he just wasn't getting any ball. And I was like, oh, he's. You know, his draw is getting harder now, so he will score even worse. And then, of course, and the same thing with Stags. Yeah, well. Both of them tied the, up. Anyway. The thing with him is that his base has actually been getting better. Mm, yeah, they're he, starting to give him a bit more ball. He's getting a bit more ball now and um, making like a good chunk of tackles, mid-20s in tackles. So that's pretty good as a, as a floor. Yeah. Anyway, look, um, I'm using that money to to do things like upgrading Randall to Cook, which I think is a nice trade. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm okay with that. It's I don't think his try scoring is going to be anything like what it has been. Um, for feeder, so you know, we'll see. Yeah, well, you're just going to get those occasional ones where he scores a try, and whenever he does, he's going to hit a hundred. Yeah. And the other games, he'll he'll still probably get fifty or sixty. So. You know, his 70 average, 75 average is probably what you're going to get. Yep. Um, well, he's at 69 average now and he's had one, yeah, one, one try. try. So, yeah. For me, that that's still worthy of a hold. Oh, look, definitely now. <laughs> definitely now. But, yeah, like, I, I see why you traded him when you did. It's just a matter of, for me, I've planned on keeping him, so I'm going to try and do other yeah. things if I can. Like, I've got Teague Wilton at the moment who's – going to be my downgrade option this week to afford the Randall to Grant. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we've talked about 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 Taff. He's probably, like, the interesting one. A lot of people trading up to Desco don't agree with it. Um, Cooler, we said, that's a 
you know, a bit of a no-brainer. Brody Jones is in the top three traded in. That makes sense to me. I mean, he hasn't been scoring really well, but there's no other kind of chiefies this week. That No, it's literally just... Well, obviously, most people should have May anyway, um, but it should just be really cooler and Jones at the top of the, the cheapy purchases list. Yep, agree. Um, Ruben, my boy Ruben Cotter makes the top 10. Yep, uh, okay. He, I got him last week and super happy with it. Um, and I'm not concerned that he's going to play off the bench. I actually think the bench is better for him because I think what happens in the rotation when he's on the bench is he comes on after 20 and plays the rest of the game. He definitely could, but then there is that risk that he comes on at that 20 minute, 20 minute mark and he does get another spell. Like he doesn't finish the game, so he doesn't play the last 10 or something like that, and he's down to 50 minutes. Uh, his PPM's good, so he's still probably going to give you a 55 in that time anyway. But yeah, it, that's the starting on the bench thing. I, I never like having someone who starts off the bench. I typically don't, but the bench makeup for them and the role that he's been playing, I actually don't think it's an issue. So if you like him, even if he's on the bench, I think still get him. But I kind of think you've sort of missed the boat now. Like he's still an okay trade at, at 430k, but... Yeah, he's I, not going to make too much more money from that point. Yeah, I think... I mean, he plays around 13. You can just plug him in there for a kind of 55 every week, and that's not the worst thing this year to have. Uh, yeah, I'd rather use be... a little bit more money in the back row and get a Tamalolo now because you're going to want him for round 13. Yep, I, I tend to agree with that. I think, I think, yeah, you sort of missed a boat. Last time, last week was probably the week to go on him. Yeah, if you don't have him now, I'd be just going straight to Tamalolo. Yeah, or going cheaper with the Brody Jones. Yep, that too. Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, the only other thing I want to... So... so uh, we talked a little bit about Cody Walker. I'm going to be looking very hard at how he goes this week and then evaluating. Because I could, I've could, i got about 130K in the bank. I could do Schneider straight to Cody Walker next week in one trade. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty handy trade. It is, but I just don't know what if I want him now, given what's happened. Like, Yeah, I'd probably... Do you have Elias as well? Yeah. I'd probably be looking to try and get Elias to him, to be honest. Yeah, but I won't be able to do that in Montrade anyway. Yeah, so I, I actually think what I'm yeah. going to do is look for a way to get Munster in and just skip Cody Walker altogether. Um, I was I was all over getting Cody Walker for weeks and weeks, but yeah, the last couple of weeks have really turned me off a little bit. So again, yeah. it's going to be a... We'll just let those two cows fatten up a little bit and I'll assess as we go and decide whether I go up to a Cleary or a Munster or take the plunge on Walker at some point. So yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a week or two. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking my current plan is Munster next week and Cleary the week after. Um, yeah, nice for that for that Titans game. I'm going to have to make some some big calls to do it, but I'm willing to do it. Like I think How I'm going to. How many do... boosts have you used so far? I've used two. Yeah, I've used two as well. I've used so two. I won't be using another one for quite a while. I'm comfortable using one more before um, before the first buy if it means I can get an absolute gun. Yeah. Um, only in that circumstance, though. So if exactly. It, means, it, ha- if it, it has to be to get that extra gun in. Yeah. And for me, I'd want to be at least having a few weeks off because I used a boost last week to get mm-hmm. to Grant. So 
I want to at least have a few weeks with no boosts just to kind of assess the situation and wait to see how we everything plays out in terms of who's killing it and trying to balance the cap a little bit. How many trades have you got left? Or how many trades have you used? Um, I've used 10. I haven't saved any yet. So after I use my two, I'll be down to 30. Yeah, right. So I've saved two more than you. There you go. Yeah, I've, I have wasted a few and I'm I'm pretty dirty about it. So <laughs> I, yeah. I think I've had at least three that were just terrible trades that I shouldn't have done. So I'm averaging two a week, even though I've used the two boosts. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm, I'm trying not to average yep. more than two a week at yeah, any okay. time during the season. So um, see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable using one more boost before the buy, but I'll have to kind of earn that back by saving some trades after and get make sure I get back to that kind of two average or below it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think using, using three is okay. But only if it's, if it's you know, going to get you to a Cleary or something like that. Otherwise, if it's just, I've seen a lot of people just tinkering around with, you know, as you say, like a Haas to Papa Lee or something. Yeah, I've like, been seeing a lot of sideways trading going on this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so the, the appeal of Munster and that'll be next week is again, the dual thing. So like a lot of people are going to have Munster. A lot of people have Dylan Brown. No one's going to have both. Um, I think that if you can get the, the end goal in my mind at the moment is to have the two gun hookers, two gun fullbacks, two gun halves, two gun five eights. And then they're my four reserves. If I've got one that's out for the week, then I'll look at like matchups for a, a second row or to plug in or something like that. So yep. yeah, that that's kind of what I'm aiming to get to at some point. I'm still, after this week, I'll be too short of that. But um, yeah, getting I'm, there. I'm still, t- I'm, I'm looking to get there by round eight. Yeah, okay. I won't be there by then. Um, but it means doing some funky stuff like selling Payne Haas. Yeah, okay. Um. So I'll be running like the two kings at prop, and you know my backups will be nuffies basically. Yeah, I'm still itchy at having the two kings just for this week. <laughs> yeah, but that I think doesn't, it doesn't like, excite me. I'm I'm happy to to do something like that, and you know take the fifties from the kings and not get the seventies from Haas, if it means I've got you know Cleary who could bust out a one fifty at any given time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I, I think I'm going to go with that strategy and just, you know, front row forward, if I can get 50s, that's fine. I'll use the cash in those big scoring positions. It's my yep. plan. Don't mind it. Uh, it will leave me very short, though, in case of injury. Yes. The, the, if you don't have any backup in front row, that's going to yeah. be quite painful to try and fix. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about captaincy choices a little bit. Um, what are your plans it, it's tough this week. I've had a bit of a look around and just trying to find any really good obvious matchups. And initial instinct was Tedesco as captain, which if we didn't have a 28 last week would have been an absolute no-brainer. I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. In terms of other options, I think Heinz is still a good option because he accumulates points in so many different areas. 
he's got his goal kicking. He has heaps of runs. He makes plenty of tackles, forced dropouts, 40-20s. Like, he's just doing everything. He's everywhere. Yeah. Which is Cleary style. Yep. I th- I have Dylan Brown, so he's a consideration, but it's a little bit scary with without him having goal kicking and not being the primary half in the team. That does worry me a little bit as a captaincy option. Mm-hmm. But what I'm kind of swinging around to is a VC on my newly purchased cook who I think is just about to go nuts. I think he's due for one of those big 130 sort of games that he pulls out a few times a year. Yep. And then uh, going into Tedesco as captain. I, I think that I... another good VC option is um, obviously clear if you have him, but May. I like the option of having May as a VC. Who have the Panthers got again? Oh, the Bronx. Yeah. Bronx. Yeah. I don't mind. Like, yeah, don't mind May as a VC. I, I think he's perhaps less likely to go 150 than some of those other guys. But Well, he scored one try and got 86 this week. Yeah. Anything yeah. over 100, and I'm pretty happy to lose. 110, 120 is possible if he scores a double, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I like the Cook VC shout. I think that's a really good one um, if you've got him. I might think about that. I don't like Hines as captain against the Storm. I don't mind him as vice captain. I think, I th- you know, like I agree that he could score well, but, he, you know, there is a chance that he only scores 50. So, yeah, I don't love it. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I, I still think that anyone that does go there, that he's still going to score well. Yeah, look, yep. Tedesco is captain. You'd have to have big balls. I like him as a. I like him as a vice captain, but just again, I can't well, see him going playing the second game of the week. Yeah, so I'd have, to have someone to VC before that. I'd no. Yeah, so that's right. I wasn't just so, straight captain Cook, but I have the opportunity what to about do a like VC. Captain Pappy or even Grant. Oh, you can't captain Grant. If you VC, I wouldn't be able to captain Grant, but yep, I could still do Pappy and well, he only scored thirty nine with a try on the weekend. Yeah, that's true. But he did and, score and the Sharks have been playing well. That's I feel like yeah. they're they're a pretty top side. They're defending well. Their their attack has been a little bit clunky at times, but they're still getting the job done. So yeah, I think it's going to be a fairly tight contest. I don't know. The Storm can be so good, like. They can potentially put 40 on anyone bar the Panthers, probably. Like, it didn't quite happen for them last week, but there was a period from about the 20 to 30-minute mark where they just rolled over the Raiders. Yeah, um, and they get into those moods at times and, yeah. and they do just roll over the top. But, yeah, I, I just feel like the Sharks' defense is okay and that it's just caps Pap a little bit. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And, and Tedesco's awesome. playing on, isn't it, like a, a two o'clock Sunday afternoon at the SCG, SCG against the Warriors. In sunshine. Yeah. 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 So, just yeah, that's just, it just yells at me that he's going to go well. I think for Teddy, I'll just be happy if he scores 100 for all the people that traded him out. Yeah. Well, to be <laughs> don't, honest. Don't need to double up on it. I just want Cook to get 100 and then I'll be happy to loop and just leave it be. Yeah. I think I might leave it on Dylan Brown. Yeah, I feel like that's more risky. 
than Tedesco. Really? I but just because of the matchup, I feel like Tedesco is Dylan Brown's playing the Tigers. Yeah, he is. But they could <laughs> go right the whole time, like <laughs> They could. They could. Yeah, you're probably right that Brown's probably a better Need some kind of like option. magnet to make sure I actually do have it sitting on Brown at the moment, even though I've been saying Tedesco. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, I mean, it's. I guess this discussion shows that, I mean, last year it was just like either Cleary or, or Turbo, right? And then Cleary yep. got injured and it was just Turbo every week, like in the back half of the season. It wasn't even a consideration, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one thing year, for me last year, I did not captain Cleary once last year. Right. And this, just because I always felt like he couldn't score 200 and then he would. It just like, would yeah. How? He didn't do that much. How did he get 200? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and maybe when Cleary kind of hits his stride, maybe maybe he'll become an obvious captaincy choice. But right now there isn't one. Like we no. thought two weeks ago that it was going to be Pappy every week after he scored that 190 and then he dished up the 39. So, you know, he's not a particularly consistent captaincy choice. Hines scored 40 the other week as well. I mean, that was in really bad conditions, but... Yeah, I don't blame him. I'd just throw that score away in my mind. I sort of do too, but I mean, we talked about it this week against the Storm. It's not a kind of... It's certainly not a lay down as air. So, you know, there are a lot of choices. Um, It it makes things pretty interesting. I think there's probably half a dozen choices this week. We could really get some big swings in rankings this week just based on captaincy choice because it could be so split. Because there'll 100%. be Munster captainers, there'll be Grant captainers, there'll be Cook, there'll be Hines, there'll be Brown, there'll be Moses, there'll be Tedesco, there'll be Pappenhausen, there'll be May. And the, the captaincy thing is swing. I mean, we talked about Polly at the beginning of this, the episode. Like, it's it's a huge swing at the moment. Like, yeah. my team was fine last week. I just didn't captain Hines and was an average score. Yeah, well, I, I've been lucky the last couple of weeks that I've got the, the Pappy Hines right which has nudged me up the ranks a bit thankfully but um yeah the both of those decisions for me were really clear in my mind and i had no doubts about them i have doubts this week (laughs) yeah yeah all right um well thanks for coming on um the only last thing to talk about well i shouldn't even talk about this because you know, it's pretty boring. The searching query overall group, which the code is one one four seven eight one, and uh, Paul Polyview is leading. Polly's leading <laughs> with his team Dom Deloise Hota. Hota? Hota? Good question. No idea. Um, he's coming one hundred twenty seventh overall and leading the overall group. So well done, Polly. Um, well, you can also add to that the Podmasters overall group for us. Um, he's leading that true. as well. Is he? So he's sitting 127th, obviously, with uh, next is oh, the physio sitting yeah. 203rd. I played him in one of the the Podmasters Cup games the other week and he absolutely annihilated me. Um, <laughs> he's, he's been flying. He's, yeah, absolutely flying. Um, yeah, well. Go Polly. Go Polly. Go Brian, the inaugural physio. Yeah, killing it. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for thanks so much for coming on again. Not a problem. My pleasure. Excellent. I'll uh, well, good luck for the rest of the year if I don't talk to you again. You too, mate. All right. See ya. All right. Bye.